welcome to Hit for Six. We are back. It must have been basically a year, Michael, since we last recorded. I think the last podcast we did was previewing the last T20 World Cup. And then we were going to do one after you got back from, because you went out to Dubai for it. Yep. You got back. We then lost, uh, we got knocked out in the semifinals. Australia went on to win it. And you pulled a complete pad and didn't want to talk about cricket again. And that was that. Well, also, it got followed up by the Ashes, which also made me not want to talk about cricket again. So I'm only just ready to talk about cricket again, a year on previewing the next T20 World Cup. Nice. And we're doing things a little bit differently now. Uh, we're doing them in person. It all, the podcast, unlike the radio show back in the day, the podcast was a COVID lockdown baby of ours. And that... We're now going to start meeting up, what, probably once a week, if not once every two weeks, to, to do podcasts in person. And this is the very first one of them. And we're going to put them out straight away. No edit. So as near to live as we can be. Any theme music? How long does theme music take to add? We're all about efficiency of effort now at Hit for Six. We don't have time anymore to do any editing. So <laughs> how long does it take to add theme music? Uh, probably, I don't know, 10 minutes? I'd almost be tempted to scrap. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I can. I think I can stretch the theme music. So we'll okay. uh, we'll do that. But this is the first one of a new series. What are we calling it? Hit for six. Un- unfiltered was it? Hit for six. Unfiltered. Yeah. Unfiltered. Wonderful. And so for our, are we calling this series four as well? Because we've had a few. I technically series one of Hit for Six Unfiltered. Well, yeah, but... fine. Rebrand series one, episode one of Hit for Six Unfiltered. Uh, we are doing it live, but not from um, one of our flats in London, but rather in um, rugby in Warwickshire, where we're uh, visiting our friend Dom, who's a teacher at the school here. And we've also got regular contributor to the podcast, um, Freddie Larkin, with us. In fact, you've both been on before. Uh, we'll start with you, Freddie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. Nice. And Dom? Very well. We've literally just made it to half term, so we're we're loving life at the moment. One advantage of doing it in person with Freddie is that I don't have to call his partner to wake him up to come on the podcast. <laughs> I know he's here, so actually that really adds that really adds a bit of reliability to his appearance. I don't have like stand on it. Was it was meant to go at half nine, wasn't it? <laughs> the recording was at half nine, and I was calling Beryl ten, being like, "Do you know where Freddie is? <laughs> oh, he's next to you, right? Can you get him on the podcast, uh, please?" Just you know, post production. But it's really nice to have you guys. Yeah, great. And of course, a new twenty twenty World Cup starting opportunity to right the wrongs of a a year ago in the UAE, where the toss ruined the tournament. If you won the toss and what way round was that? I can't even remember. If you you couldn't you couldn't you, you, had, you, always, yeah, you always chased yeah because the ball got wet so you couldn't bowl at the end. So if you won the toss and uh, and bowled first, you would then always be able to to chase down wherever yes. you've been set. So it became a bit of a obviously you still have to win the game, but a lot of games got decided by the, the toss. I think every major game did, didn't it? I remember waiting because I was watching the. Uh, final at my parents' house, and me and my dad have never watched a toss so closely because <laughs> obviously we were supporting New Zealand strongly. And as soon as they lost the toss, I was like, "Well, they've lost." And I've, and they didn't actually lose based on the toss, but they kind of did a little bit. And it, it it was a rubbish World Cup, even though I got to go to it. It was a frustrating, but I suppose it was a bit of a stopgap, wasn't it? Like it was meant to be in India. COVID meant it was in the UAE. It was never going to be quite as good as if it had been in India. So. 
bit harsh to judge it, I suppose. But no, it, I'd almost say, given Australia won it, we should discount it as a as a tournament that ever happened. That means it's a bit different though, because previous ones Australia have won, like World Cups, 99, 2003, 2007, 2015, they were elite. They were so good and deserved to win this they tournament. they didn't deserve to win this one. No, and, not at all. And, it, and if we just, and we can't wipe it out entirely because then we'd wipe out one of the best days of my life, which involved being at whatever stadium it was in Dubai and watching Adil Rashid snooker Marcus Stoinis with a googly and Josh Butler pinging Mitchell Stark for successive sixes over mid-wicket. That can't... And then the fact that they won it made me so upset because we pumped them so comprehensively <laughs> in the group stage. It just wasn't fair. Yeah. I remember you saying that was perhaps the best day of your life. And I met Steve Bruce after the match. Had a photo of him. Like It doesn't get better. It, it doesn't get much better than that. I love Steve Bruce. But yeah, I remember you saying that was your one of the happiest days of your life. And I told a friend that and he said to me, is your mate okay? Is he, is he, had, quite, is he had quite a tough life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean poor, poor, poor bloke, if that was the best day of his life. I spent, I spent the morning in like some lovely pool with very nice views, drinking cocktails and having you know a nice lunch. And then I went and watched a pump Australia in the afternoon. Yeah. Tell me how it gets much better than that. All, all I can tell you is that clearly Barking and Dagenham Council pay you well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Summing it up in the UAE. Um, but we've got a new World Cup starting in Australia, imminently. And England coming off the back of it in pretty good form, winning winning the series in Pakistan 4-3, some, some great games there, and have just beaten Australia 2-0 because the last one that happened yesterday got, got washed out. How are we feeling about England's chances? Freddie, what do you reckon? I, I, this is probably like the stock response for T20 cricket, but I, I, I do really feel like if, if the last World Cup was anything to go by, it does just feel like no matter what team comes in and how they're looking as the, like as they come in, no, like, like Australia won the last one, like seemingly just like they were our whipping boys, uh, and then they won. And so it it does seem quite changeable. But we do looking we do looking good form. Um, but I don't want to go as far as to say as we'll win it because it does seem like we just have one one bad game in the knockout stages and that's it. You got that's it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. One, one someone someone yeah. like Babarazan comes off. And you're out. Yeah, it's, it's one of those most variable formats. You compare it to another major tournament happening at the moment, the Women's Rugby World Cup. Like England have won something like 23, 24 games in a row. Uh, and you, the sense is that they can will reliably win games. It's almost I think the longest ever winning streak in 2020 international cricket is Pakistan, where they, they kept playing like Zimbabwe, basically. <laughs> but they, they won 14 games in a row, which is a remarkable record to, to win. But it's very rare. You always, like, if you take the Pakistan-England series, England were probably the better team on balance, but they won it 4-3. So three of the games, they lost. So we played them in a major tournament semi-final final. There's as good a chance that Baba Azam scores 100 or Mohamed Rizwan scores, you know, quick 70 and we lose mm. as we as we beat them quite comfortably. So what you're saying is this should be like the NBA where we have the we're NBA oh. playoffs where it's then uh, best of five. <laughs> yeah, I'm... That's it, 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 best, it, best of five, best of seven. Best of seven, yeah, yeah, best of seven, yeah. That would be a fun format for a final. The only issue is if a team wins the first... If you did a best of three, say, if the team wins the first two, do you still have to play the third one? Yes, yeah, so, so, so you don't in American sports. So once you've won, like if you win it for one, then that's it. You don't play the other game. That's good. Um, that's good. Yeah, that is really interesting. I had never... That's a good shout. I, I think they should do that. And more matches means more money. <laughs> so why not? I mean, yeah, because it, it does... 
Well, it, it depends. What I don't like about American sports is that sense of that that one off. That one-off game, oh, the, yeah. the excitement I, I, of it. Like they don't, they don't have an FA Cup final, a Champions League mm. final, where it's it's all on that that one evening. And it, but it, and, and we definitely need more cricket in the in the schedule at the moment. Like, yeah, it's, 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 I don't think it's enough cricket. Ask the player, ask the players. They're just chilling out most of the time, yeah. resting, resting from what? Um, yeah, but, but Dom, your thoughts with England? Oh, I, I, I'm worried about Captain Morgan. Wait, I, so I. I, I remember thinking in what was it the first did, did Josh Butler lose his first two or three matches as uh, he didn't have a very matches? good home summer no and and, and um my, my my opinion sort of been told by that um, I I just think that the the steady hand of Captain Morgan was is something that is just so hard to replace and um yeah, yeah it, it, they're, they're big boots to fill it's, it is interesting because. You kind of thought, particularly when we were watching, you know, us pump the poor Netherlands bowlers repeatedly over the fence in the summer without Morgan doing anything. You kind of thought he's probably not really worth his place in the side anymore. Butler's captain whenever he's not there. They're ready without Morgan. It's ready. And then we just batted like idiots for the whole home summer. Like in the ODIs and T20s, we kept collapsing. And it did make me think, ah... Is this where we're missing Morgan? Like this, that influence in the dressing room, just making them keep a little bit calmer. And but I, I'm encouraged by the series in Pakistan. I'm encouraged by a couple of wins over Australia just now. Maybe Butler's finding his feet. So we'll see. Yeah, you mentioned Amsterdam. Myself, Freddie, Michael, we we were all there for those uh, two of those ODIs, including the the four nine eight, and that last. We were there therefore for Morgan's last. Oh, yeah, it wasn't that last innings, and it was. Mm. It did feel like he was. He was too past his prime to to justify playing anymore. Mm. So I do think it's right that we moved on. But it, of course, the the impact yeah. we have on cap. Well, but, but, very quickly, what, what do you think the, the way that people should retire? Do you think it's that they should go out on a high, and that that's when like, or or or, or should it be like England gives up on you? You 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 have yeah. to. Sort of work yourself into the ground, and then finally, I think, yeah, I think the sportsman for me who perfected the end of their career was Zinedine Zidane because he took his he he took his team to a World Cup final like on his own. (laughs) He scored a goal in the he didn't he didn't (laughs) they didn't need to win that World Cup. He'd won a World Cup before. He'd scored two goals in a World Cup final before, and he was rocked up that day. Played brilliantly, scored a penalty, got himself sent off. They lost. (laughs) He retired. And for me, it's just. It, there's no better way of saying I am so good at football and that I want to finish my career in the most memorable way that's, possible. That's the most you answer to the question I've ever heard. No one ever, ever has answered Dom's question, which I think has been asked in different formats. How do you retire? So many articles have been written about this. No one has ever put forward Zinedine Zidane headbutting someone and losing his team the World Cup final in a moment of madness as the perfect way to retire. But isn't it? Isn't it one of the most memorable moments in sport? He's won a World Cup before. Yeah, yeah. He's won a Champions League. He's, he's done it all. The drama, mate. That's, that's yeah. Uh, I look forward to like Joe Root, you know, his last ever innings trying to save a test match and sort of dill scoop. getting bolts and walking Exactly. I, I think, you no, know, in seriousness, they Dominic, it's a really interesting question. I think it, I think there are some players who are so great, you want to see them retire on their own terms. I like mm. I like the whole Federer and Nadal send off recently to refer to like a, another sport, but with if, I think if you're a normal player, I think yeah you you just want to play play until you're no longer good enough. And I think with yeah. with with Morgan, I certainly wouldn't criticize him for how he he left. He really wanted to w- win the t- 2020 World Cup and 
obviously he's won it before, but with this side, be the world, world, the one day anti twenty mm. world champions, and he pushed as long as he could until he couldn't quite justify it anymore. I think you, know, you can't criticize someone for having that that desire and, and drive. And I think with Morgan as well, it was always more about the team than it was about Morgan's own achievements with the bat. Mm. Like he obviously did some, you know. He, 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 until the last year or so, he's been worth his place in the team with the bat. But I think the fact that he went out with a bit of a whimper with the bat didn't seem to matter as much to me because it was all about the team and it was almost he was embodying the approach he brought to the team. Um, so I, I personally felt found okay. I would have, I think it would have been more sad to watch him go to the World Cup and actually let the team down or hold the team back. Oh, yeah, I, I, I understand. But I, I, I think it just, it um, it leaves a mark on, on what should have been like an amazing career and we should be remembering him incredibly fondly. Instead, you just think, oh, oh God, that, 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 that final series in the Netherlands, it just it was a little bit sad compared to if, if in 2019 he decided to call it quits there. You'd been like, oh yeah, Cat Morgan just... Uh, genuine national legend well luckily we have this little known tournament called the 100 which uh it's great fun uh really boosting cricket participation across the land it, it's and worth, it's watching worth... watching Hone morgan biffing about for london spirit live in person at the affordable ticket prices uh that was really fun we were at that game and we were, morgan came up to bat and we were like oh, why is he still playing he looks and then he just started whacking it and it was really nice actually to watch him i don't like the 100 but it was that was enjoyable seeing a little bit of Morgan playing shots again and looking a little bit more like himself. Yeah, the hundreds and worth saying we're not going to discuss it at length here, but the hundreds and our views on it have evolved over the last year or so, probably since we last did a podcast. You're more of a you don't mind it. You, you're at least engaged with it. I've I've given up on it. I was feeling the vibe. Um, at the start of this 100 season, I went to a game. It was fun. There were actually close finishes, decent scores. The batsmen seemed to have worked out how to t- pace their innings a bit more to account for the shorter innings. So I was feeling it. And then all the instant, really good international players seemed to leave halfway through and it got a bit rubbish again. So <laughs> it doesn't fit in the calendar at all. And it's stupid. But I was enjoying watching it for the first half of the 100 season this year. But yeah, we'll do a special on it. like cause... Yeah, of course. As we love to. Um, great. Keen for us to kind of talk through the World Cup a little bit more. Um, can we put together a potential in- our England team? We've, we've um, just been watching Michael lose to Australia and in international cricket captain 2022. Uh, and he did four off the last ball and Pat Cummins has been able to sweep Adil Rashid from outside off stump behind square against the spin. Against a very dozy fielder yeah. who dived early. But um, if we're kind of putting together an, an England team, we'll, we'll start with the opening batsman. Well, who, what do we reckon? Phil Saltz, is he there? My old mate from Marriott Shot Cricket Club back in the day. Not a friend of the podcast, seeing as he blanked on messages about he, coming on. He did, he did. I must have played at least 15 games of cricket with him and I was very disappointed that he that he blanked my invite. But I, I think I would open with Phil Salt and Joss Butler in my T20 side. With, with Just complete my top four with Hales at three, Milan at four. I'd probably, obviously, Josh Butler opens. I'd probably be putting Hales with him at this point because of his good big bash record. And you know what? The England cricket team in one day and in 2020 in particular has gone from a team I really liked 
to a team full of people I don't really like. But <laughs> there's not that's that's how it is. These are the players who are in form. And you need some villains. You need some people who aren't very nice and who are just going to biff some runs. So Alex Hales, you're back. I, I just like to make clear that up. those are the views of Michael individually and not the views of <laughs> unfiltered PLC. <laughs> Alex, always been a big fan of your work and pleased to have you back in the team. Um, but we're saying Hales, Milan have to both play. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Don Freddy. Yeah, I, 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 Milan's just a Rolls Royce his class. Yeah. Who, would you guys have Hales or Salters? Like, oh, I've, got, I've got Hales in, uh, yeah, Hales in with Butler. Salters a very capable replacement. So who um, you have a three then? Milan a three? Milan, Milan coming in a three, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're definitely agreed that yeah. Butler, Hales and Milan are all there. I'm also saying Salt and Milan just drops down one to four. But who who are you then having as that fourth? But just on just on down Milan, much maligned down Milan, who almost got booed when we were in Amsterdam, when we were in Netherlands, because he was just banging at his own pace. He was doing what he wanted. But his knocky played the other day as we were collapsing against Australia showed. I mean, it's all he's already shown it so many times. He doesn't need to prove it. And I think he's got the second most T2050s of an English um, like international batsman, which is crazy because mm. he's only been playing for two years. Mm. But it really did prove how valuable he is, how much we need him in this team. And he can accelerate. Like He's he's almost first. But, it's like second name on the team sheet after Butler by this point. Not, and not only can accelerate, but we've also seen him effectively get, basically not start as slowly. That happened in that, that knock against Australia the other day. He was hitting boundaries off sort of ball four, ball five, and previously he'd get to sort of 10 off 10 and then start to accelerate. So I think he's even got better at that slow start point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, crucial player. But who's our fourth? You, you, you're you not convinced by Hales, Dom? No, yeah. I, 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 I am more in favour of the no dickheads rule. I, I don't like him. He's just, he, he's too controversial. So you're going to replace him with um, anti, anti-friend anti of the podcast, Phil Saul? Are you going to replace him with Ben Duckett? I mean, the options in this field are like, you know. Is it, is it spring root back? Is that too, too out there? Got, I mean, we could we bring, was... I think we've got to stick with the squad we've picked him because he's not on the squad. Oh, so I think okay. we're, because uh, yeah. that, that could have been an option. The, the other thing is, well, the one thing I'd say with, with Hales and not the whole team dynamics mm. vibe, I just think, you pick your best players and you should be all adult enough to get on and, and play well. So I'm, I'm relaxed about that. I, I was listening to the great cricketer a couple of weeks ago and they were commenting on the fact that England had come out and had to make clear that Ben Stokes and um, and Hales had had to clear the air talks and that they were both very focused on, they both were agreed that they liked winning World Cups and the great cricketer just said, wow, if you've got to come out with a statement like this, they must absolutely hate each other. They're both like breathing air. <laughs> 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 I think uh, by consensus, it feels like, well, you wanted I mean, to talk, didn't you? Yeah, but Brook, yeah. Brooke's the other option, right? And the, the top end of the order, he, he was very impressive in, in Pakistan. So if, you, if you're not having... It's not opening though. No, but no, but I mean, if you have therefore Hales and Butler and Milan, then Brook at four. Is that where you go with Fred? No, no, I was going to say Mo and Ali at four actually. Um, I didn't go so didn't go down so well in my uh, cricket captain uh, game I played earlier. Um, but uh, yeah, looking in Pakistan, um, and he's look. I think he's just played quite well in the short formats. Really, yeah, but in in the last. He, he batted four in the last T20 World Cup, I think. I think we that was like when we first started pushing him up the order mm-hmm. and treating him much more as a batsman who might bowl an over rather than an all-rounder. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd definitely pick him without a doubt, but... Um... Johnny Bairstow? Well, he's, 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 he's broken his leg. He's, he's still broken. <laughs> but but, but he, he, he's still in the squads. 
ESPN and put them in the squad. Wow. Well, the T20 I World think Johnny Bester has still played. Withdrawn. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd be that obvious one of the possibly the top of the order with, with Butler and Salters for me. He comes in instead of where well, I might have had Bester. It's actually such a shame, Bester, for yeah. like, in such unfortunate circumstances because he was in such good form. But mm. all right, so it, we've got Hales, we've got Butler, we've got Milan. I'm pushing half a salt. I think he plays as well. I in think, the first two. I, 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 I think he's in my. my uh, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, willing to, I'm willing to concede some ground. There's there's, there's space for Moeen to come, yeah. I would say. I don't think we've got a cohesive voting system set up in this um, impromptu podcast. So oh. I feel like we might just, rather than like agreeing an absolute final level, we might just have to talk all the merits for the people who could be in yeah, there. Yeah, well, yeah, fair enough. And we might, we'll try and maybe land on a final team at the end. Right. Because there's. Well, let, 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 Last time we put it to a vote, didn't we? Yeah, and well, famously once Matthew Hoggard got voted in as England's greatest team bowler of the last 20 years. But I, I, I worked work my dark magic with Freddie Larkins and the dark arts. Yeah. And we re-reviewed that with with Aston. He was like, Yeah, Hoggard, but yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't have picked him myself. You've got but, you've got Anderson and Broad and then Hoggard. Yeah. So I, like, I wanted Harmson. I wanted Harmson, but <laughs> So, okay, um, I think Moe Nelly at four is like a great shout, and I think he's batting beautifully, and he absolutely pings it. The only person we're not talking about, the tattooed elephant in the room, is Ben Stokes, who England is clearly very determined to get in the team. He'll be high up the order because he's not a quick starter. So, he, I think he's going to get shoehorned in, even though I don't think he's actually that good a T20 player at the moment. Well, let, let's move to that middle order then, because obviously Livingston will play. And for me, Moeen sits there as well. I was interested in, to your point with Stokes, I feel he's a good player to have it in the team, a good option. He could he kind of clutch player at the end of a game. But I wanted to, when BBC would like pick your team, I wanted to have him almost behind Livingston and Moeen at seven, but the BBC wouldn't let me put him at, <laughs> at seven. So I had to put him at six and Moeen at seven in my in my final team. But I think the but point- I, would, I would have Stokes. I think there's enough of a... Yeah, I, I think he's an important character mm. to that to that team. Talk about a, a loss of a Morgan and mm. that, that sense that obviously I will never quite forgive him for what happened with Carlos Brathwaite in 2016. <laughs> Remember the name! <laughs> which which Rob says as holding his head. Um, just, he, uh, That's he, one of the worst moments actually I've, I've experienced as, a, as an English sports fan. I couldn't... Chris Jordan had basically won the game in the over before. Yeah. And then... Yeah, that really. I think it was nice Western news. I don't mind them. Like Carlos Brathway, you know, got the old, you know, DJ Bravo dance out and whatever. Marlon Samuels getting one over on Stokes is frustrating. Uh, well, I, I quite, I quite like Marlon. Of course, you do. I think it's quite funny that no one likes him. But, uh, so that doesn't bother me. But um, yeah, despite that, we saw what happened in the last World Cup. I think he's a really important personality. So for me, I don't know how I'd split it, but five, six, seven, and Marine. Stokes and, and Livingston, probably Livingston at five, and then Moeen and Stokes battling. The thing up. is, the reason they won't do it like that, they don't like Livingston up the order. They because Livingston goes from ball one, they see him as more a finisher and he doesn't need as much time. Whereas Stokes is a bit scratchy to start with. He gets his eye in a little bit. So I, I think they'll push Stokes higher up the order and they'll be happy having Livingston at six. But, it, but it's the whole point. You can flex it, right? Yeah. So you can, you can have these people move up and down the order. So almost want Livingston in for those last six overs, wherever that might be, depending on how the innings has gone. But that, that'd be my top seven in whatever order we cut it. So um, Salt, Butler, um, Hales, Milan, Moeen, Livingston and Stokes. But yeah, uh, others... uh, yeah, what are the merits of that? 
top order is you've got uh what four left-handers and three right or three right and four but good mix. they quite like and it's, it's to some extent it's you know picking a top seven for a t20 uh a, a sort of t20 squad is by your openers really you're kind of thereafter teams change it up quite a lot um, mm. but uh i think we've got a solid a solid top seven there I think Harry Brook is a little unlucky because of how good he was in Pakistan. Like he was insane. He was averaging, what, like 60, 70 at an incredible strike rate. So he is unlucky not to get in there. I think he's slightly let down by the fact he doesn't bowl and they love packing the team with all-rounders, understandably. And he's also unlucky in that he's up against three icon cricketers like Moeen, Stokes, Livingston, the status they have built up in the last few years. It's really hard to displace them. I personally would have Brooke over Salt. I think he's best, so I think his ceiling's higher. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't think that's unreasonable. I, um, I, and I wouldn't, if they did that, I would, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. I think you could cut it that way. I I just, I like how, I was really impressed by this, and it was, was against the Netherlands, but his 100 in that first game against the Netherlands, Phil Salt, was yeah. stuck in good innings. And I was really, I've seen him more and more as the summer's progressed and into how he's been, been playing more recently. He's got better and better. He's, he's obviously played Big Bash stuff previously, and I, I could see him. He was trash in the Big Bash, yeah. But, but, but I, I take your point, and he has really matured, and he was good in the summer. I, but yeah, I, I think I think either option's good. The only thing I'm thinking is that's the seven. We've only left ourselves four spots. Yeah, I'm. Well, I've 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 got my my four, but I mean, Dom, Freddie, like, who are you thinking in terms of absolute must? For bowlers, which I actually think is the thing that if we don't win, it will be the thing that lets us down because our yeah, bowling is pretty average. Yeah. Uh, Markwood. Uh, Markwood's got to be in there. He's quick. And on Australian bouncy pitches, that's obviously going to work in his favour. Uh, Apart from when he gets goes the distance ahead and further and further. No, but he's got better since the last World Cup because the last World Cup, T20 World Cup, he was rough. Like, it was just going the distance if he wasn't on the money, whereas he seems to have really found a groove since then. Like, when he's been fit, he's bowled so well, whatever format he's played. So as yeah. long as he's yeah. fit. Markwood, yeah, and, and, like, and, you know, it's someone like, um, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with, but someone like Josh Hazelwood um, is just a good bowler, right? So um, you get T20 specialist bowlers, fine, but good bowlers do well in T20 cricket. Markwood is a good bowler. He was quick, so quick, um, and uh, yeah, he um, didn't he didn't play for months, and then was back bowling ninety six in his first over. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, he's, he's, he has bowled between the last game he played. You know, they do do training and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he has netted and bowled quickly, so I don't think that's they do fill up that empty space yeah. between the matches. <laughs> Not like me, he's sort of sitting there and then turns up again <laughs> and starts. He is quick. Um, Don, so, what do you think? Uh, Any R- Rashid is the, is the one for me. I just. Yeah, it, so so difficult and had yeah he, and really experienced like to to get to go back to the whole Morgan thing. I think he's another another player there who's just so experienced and brings brings a lot, not just his ball. Just cross our fingers and hope it gets like because he. I agree, he's a gun. He's my favorite yeah. cricketer. I've got a picture of a picture of him framed on my wall. But he's not had a great winter. Like he wasn't great against Pakistan and he wasn't okay. great against Australia. No, he's obviously in. He's just fast. It's just. Our hopes of winning the whole thing are really dependent on him finding form. Mm. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed because I love him. <laughs> what, what do you think? Yeah, I'd have, I have Rashid. I'd, yeah, I would have Rashid, and then it's good. Well, leg spin, 
with the off, the offs. I know Livingston obviously can bowl either, but with Moeen's got three spin options, and then you've got Woods, Stokes. I'm saying that those last two bowling spots I'd I'd fill with yeah more seam options. One for me, having seen him skittle India at Laws having a great time, would would definitely reach top three. The left, yeah, level. I think it's just yeah, yeah. I think I think he I think he has to play, and then for me, it's that the the one. The, the two real debate spots are the the kind of Salt, Brook, Hales, probably pick two of those three. And the other one, I think I have everyone, like Willie, um, Curran, Jordan, Wokes, Jordan, all fighting for that for that last spot. And I can't make up my mind who I'd pick there. I know who has to be in there from that four. And then I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking, can you drop a batsman and bring in another all-rounder? to get another seam option in, but Sam Cohen has to play. And I say that through slightly gritted teeth, as we all we know, we know my views on Surrey and don't really like the Currens, but he has so much fight and scrap in him. He's a really talented, he's become a really talented death bowler. He's been brilliant against Pakistan, brilliant against Australia in the T20 warm-ups. In, in my BBC thing, he was the person I picked out of those names. So yeah, for, for me, it would be him. So yeah, but yeah, Fred, Dom? Thoughts. I mean, who's, who, who do you think is the better death bowler out of Jordan and Curran? Probably Curran now. Jordan's yeah. he's so heavy miss. He's had some. And like, he's mostly missed these days. Yeah, I've seen him go the distance in quite a few games. Well, that T Twenty World Cup semi final, he just lost it, and he's so experienced. You don't expect him to lose. He kept bowling his wides, sixes, and then he came back, and you kind of thought, is he done? Came back really strong in the summer, mainly in the hundred and the T Twenty blast, bowling them well over ninety, quicker these bowling years. Got injured and he he bowled atrociously the other day against Australia. Like he was slow, kept bowling short and wide. I like Chris Jordan. He seems like a lovely guy and great in the field. But yeah, I I agree with Curran with his mentality. I feel like in Jurgen Klopp we talked about mentality monsters. I feel like Curran's one of those really gritty. Won't won't give up. Won't say no for an answer. Well, ne- he, he's a hundred percent. If like he was a football player, he's stepping up to take a penalty in the shootout. You, he's that kind of you chuck him the ball for that final over, yeah. and you say defend it, and you kind of back him. So I think Cohen has to be in. I do have a then slight worry with the makeup of our team that we've only got three in Australia. We've only got three seam options. Am I right? So if you've got Wood, we've got Stokes. Oh no, as well. four as well. So Stokes. So maybe it works. I, I suppose my only argument would be: Could you drop one of those batsmen? And have a Wokes or a Jordan, I don't know, like, and we, or Willie. But I, I, you also like the left arm, right arm mix. And I think if I'm ranking my three left armers, I'm having current top lead ahead of Willie. So yeah, Wokes be the other one, but I lose him a bit. They, they love Wokes. I'm slightly worried somehow they're going to pick Wokes over Curran because they love Wokes so much. But that T20 World Cup last winter was so revealing. He skittled teams at the top of the order because he could do bits with a new ball. But his economy rate with um with the uh with the ball once it got past like ten overs was appalling. It was like twelve or fourteen or something ridiculous. They just pumped him, and I don't think he's got the variation, particularly on Australian pitches, to be a T Twenty death bowler. I agree. What do you think, Freddie? I I think I'd probably go Curran, just on that variation point as well. I think um he's someone that does have like not so much slower balls, but you know those those kind of ones that sort of Sticking the pitch slightly if they little, little, cutters. To, little yeah. cutters, yeah. Which um when the raw pace doesn't work, which you'd say in Australia that that's generally an, an asset, but you do see teams sometimes when they're defending a total, they'll resort to those kind of 
um, cutters and uh, balls that are very difficult to time quite early on. I think he's he's if if it comes to that, um, he's probably a man that's able to do that. And he's brave as well. Like he takes a bit of a risk. Like the way he got Tim David out the other day against Australia. Tim David was gunning it, forty off twenty. We'd pack the field um, on the on the um, offside, so everyone was like, "Right, he's going to bowl wide off stump." Tim David's already moving that way, and then he yorked him leg stump, but like that he had no cover on the leg side, and it's just a brilliant bit of cricket, and he won us the game. I, I bet he was hundred percent aiming for outside off stump. You're <laughs> aiming, you're aiming. Uh, I I I don't like him, but I back him to take that risk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I I think he it's, it's good news that he's. Him bowling well, or any of these guys really bowling well and on top form, does a lot for our for the team. Really, we need we need a strong bowling attack to go with to go with obviously the the box office batting that we so often have at the top of the order. Dom, do we talk through economy rates of some of our seamers? I, I, I was just looking up in that you've got Woods, who's got eight 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 point four economy, Topley. 8.3 and then Warwick is just a bit, bit, bit more reliable at 7.6. I don't know. Is, I don't is know. that across all career? Yeah, whole, whole, whole career. So my pushback on that would be if it's all career, T20's moved, Mark Wood, not Mark Wood, sorry, Wokes, he's not old, but he's in his early 30s and I think the game's got a lot harder for bowlers in the last He made his T20 debut in Australia in 2010. Mm. Yeah. He's been playing 2020 international cricket for 12 years. So. And, he, and he hasn't played that, like he, compared to the others, would so I keep saying would Wokes has played not much franchise cricket, not a lot of limited cricket because he's played so much test cricket, and he was actually a bit of a rogue call up for that T Twenty World Cup in Dubai. Do you remember? He kind of got added on at the end because of how good he's been with the fifty over team, and then he tore it up in the group stages with the new ball. But when it came to actually defending targets, and he came back on, it's a little bit like what Willie's issue as well. Great with the new ball, but would just go the distance a bit because he didn't have the speed or the variations. So that's my worry with Wokes. I wouldn't hate him being picked because everyone loves Chris Wokes, but he'd be below the others who are a bit more streetwise in my view, like Topley and Cohen. Nice. So what's our team, Dom? What's our kind of aggregated? So at the moment, it's looking like it's finding it out with that top three. Phil Salt, Butler, Hales, Milan. We need to, we need to make a call there. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns, but if you're, you're backing Brooke. I mean, Freddie, where, where do you sit on Salt or Brook? I feel you're pro Hale, so you're you're anti Hale. I'm anti. Wait, how many do we have to pick from? Yeah. So well, there's there's eleven, there's 11 people in the cricket team. Michael. Cheers, cheers, well, and, uh... No, like I, I'm, I, can, we can have. We only have to drop one of Brook or Salt, right? Or can yeah, both get? Well, no, so exactly. We're probably dropping one of them if we're only going to have the four. So we can have. Numbers. So we can have Hales and Salt, Hales and Brook. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Okay, I, my, I'd vote for Hales and Brook personally. I'll go with you, Michael. Uh, just, just not hails. So you're saying Saltonbrook, yeah. Um, so I'll, given everyone else would like to have Harry Brook, we'll go with him. So we'll say Butler and Hales top of the order. Milan at three, yeah, and then Moeen at four. Right, Brook five. Livingston or Stokes at four. I'd have Stokes a bit higher because I think he scratched. Okay, around fine. So we'll do Milan three, Stokes at four, Moeen at. Four. But Brook at five, Moeen at six, Livingston seven. But at that point, it doesn't really matter. It depends how the game's going. Mm. You rotate. Yeah. But that's three to seven. And then we're saying Curran eight, 
top, well, probably Rafid nine. Top three's 11. Yeah, Wood 10 and top the 11. Top is 14. Yeah. It's such a bunny. <laughs> um, but that, 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 that's our team. That sounds like a good team. I'm, I'm happy with that. Just quickly, though, I think it's a good team and I think we've got a decent chance. I do think the favourites are, and if you have, can have favourites in this format, India and Australia. Australia in particular, they won it last time. They're confident. They have got a really good bowling attack and they've added Tim David, who some people say it's all hype. He can just hit the ball a long way. Like he's got big levers. Mm. And that's all you need in T20 cricket. <laughs> all you need. He just he swags it. He hits it really hard. But he does. And I think he's such an annoyingly good addition for them. Yeah. So I, 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 if I had to bet right now, annoyingly, I'd probably bet on Australia. Mm-hmm. If, well, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I definitely, I'd put all my money on Pakistan because they're not favourites and they are a really good side. Like the, that, the opening pair of Azam and Rizwan are so good. <laughs> they are so good. So they'll win them at least one of those but big knockouts. Past, but past them. But that I honestly gets a lot weaker. Yeah, but I still think like only one of them needs to go through and everyone else can kind of clip in. I think they've got de- decent bowling options. For, for me, they're not the favourites, but if I had to put money on anyone, it'd be them. Because they're not favourites, you get better odds. And they're your favourite team. They are my favourite team, probably including England. Yeah, I love the Pakistan team so much. <laughs> But and your, your favourite player, Mohamed Is any idea what he's actually probably well, he, Yeah, he's now he's now knocking, he's, yeah he's now knocking fifty. But uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, haven't listened to the pod ever or, or for a while, Mohamed Afif is my favourite cricketer of all time. <laughs> and so how do you assure Malik to being like up there? Close yeah, to I, I, I I like him. I just think with Mohamed Afif, he's he's just got it all. He's got he can bat, he can bowl. He's, can't he can't feel <laughs> he's had that wonderful beard start with a bit, a bit of wax in it towards the end of his career you can't yeah. see it but Rob is currently looking like wistfully in distance <laughs> yeah. imagining himself Mohammed Afiz riding off into the sunset on a motorcycle right now yeah exactly but I, I, I agree with you though Michael to your initial point I think Australia at home will be very competitive India are always going to be strong do you think Pakistan are good I think us for me they're the, probably the four strongest teams but as you said Fred at the start with cricket as it is I mean we saw how much we struggled against South Africa in, in these shorter format games they're, they're not a bad side he's got West Indies always got I mean New Zealand any of those major sides I can't see there being a like an Afghanistan or Bangladesh winning it but any of those kind of eight Kind of your eight classically big, good, good cricket nations. Any of them could win it. Mm-hmm. I think Sri Lanka have actually got a pretty good T Twenty side now. Sri Lanka as well. T Twenty side's got a lot better. Yeah, I, I do actually think we might win it. I don't want confident enough to kind of bet. Well, I made my case for Pakistan, but I, but I think we definitely could win it. And I, I go in very hopeful that we will, and we have to be counted as one of the favourites as well. Just when you look at the names on on paper. Just on that, um, obviously, looking at our recent record in Australia, uh, not 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 amazing. Um, but how much do you think? J- Josh Butler kind of touched on this as well. How, how much do you think when he, when he refused to uh, appeal for that? Um, one of the most outrageous things I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> of the Sorry, we should talk about that. Actually, yeah, it's, 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 that. that was a scandal. Yeah, it's, it's a very long-winded point that I'm getting. But 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 obviously, in Australia, the crowds that they turn against. Well, I mean, they probably have already turned against the English. But um, so it's, it's a long three months, right? How much do you think in the shorter formats the crowds sort of affect you? Um, than they do, compared to what they would do in the test match, where you might be on the boundary all day and all like all day, you've just got you know some Australians giving you abuse. Like, 
is our is our record in Ashes tests anything to and and I suppose twenty fifteen World Cup where we crashed out. But didn't we pump them in the limited over stuff after we lost yeah. the Ashes? I, I'm not worried about that as a factor at all, basically. And I yeah, I so I'm, I, I think, think we'll be fine. I think pitches it makes up much more of their home advantage than crowds. For example, Pakistan. How many times I don't know. Baba Azam and Rizwan, have they got great records in Australia? You know, like I think that's a bit much bigger factor for me than crowds mm. in 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 the, in the limited overs. I think because you make the point that there isn't the time allowed to build that kind of atmosphere, lion's den mm. feeling of you know I'm, I'm absolutely bringing it, playing in front of this yeah. baying crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I suppose a fair few of them would have played play big bash as well in front of the very same yeah crowds. But um, it was outrageous, and Matt, Matt Wade isn't a complete cheat. And it was also really funny that it was Matthew Wade, because really on brand, um, for just giving an absolute palm off to Mark Wood as he comes in to take the catch. Um, again, Matthew, if you're listening, just want to say that that's the view that Mark Wood love, love to have you on the pod sometime. Um, it, it was, I mean, it was one of those... Like borderline inst- instinctive things, you know, you just do it before you kind of think it's not it's not premeditated, it just happens in the moment. But I think the umpire should be making a decision there. But you can't give it out if they don't appeal. It's one of the ways of getting out, and you've got to appeal. Yeah. Yeah, well, fine. Butler should have appealed. That was definitely like you can't be doing that. And I, I know that he didn't, and we won the game anyway, and he's saying this, but I just well, do I suppose do you appeal when you clean bowl someone? No, they're doing cricket captain. Yeah, because they've got for any wicket they've got it programmed that they all go off. <laughs> yeah, and someone gets, gets just tops out of the ground still wait. Yeah, um, but yeah, I feel something like that though. It's change the the laws or whatever. That's got to be a decision that sits with the yeah because you have them. Yeah, they take any ambiguity out of because then if you make if the if Butler makes an appeal. Like ultimately, you're appealing that you're claiming that your opponent cheated, essentially, which I'm not sure is. It's yeah. a long, it's a long tour, as he put it. Yeah. Well, the great cricketer said Butler was a real villain for not appealing. So. Well, I like he should have appealed. Yeah, I, that's my. Well, I, I, I like having a bit of ambiguity in the rules, and just it it, it allows for just some common sense on the field. Where okay, if 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 if, if, if something happened, then just the. Captains can have a, 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 a chat. The context decision being, let's not piss off these Australian crowds. Yeah. But, but, but it also, it doesn't just, I thought you were going to say so different, Dom, because I think it also allows for drama and chaos. <laughs> ambiguity <laughs> means anything can happen. Yeah. And then it gives stuff for us, the podcasters, to talk about. So <laughs> yeah. if it was too cut and dry, there's no drama. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was worried about VAR. But it turns out the lads who run VAR and stuff, they don't know what they're doing. And it's been, it's been gold dust from day one. I can't get enough of it. We love it. Um, Brilliant. Well, I suppose then, nice maybe way to finish. If you had to pick one player from the tournament, from any nation that you're looking forward to to seeing play and you think might have a good tournament, who might, who might it be? Let's start with you, Michael. David Wiesler. He's a gun. He was the best player at the T20 World Cup last year. Got Namibia to the group stages on his own. Love him. Nice. Um, I'm also going Namibian. Trumpleman, we were talking about him before we clicked record. He bowled so well in the last World Cup. Left arm, uh, tall, blonde hair, like hoops it. Granite chin. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really <laughs> excited to see how he to see how he goes. See if that was like a one-time thing or if he actually is class. So I'm I'm banking my man Trumpleman. Freddie? I he's gonna say fear at Cody now, isn't he? <laughs> 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 We've got with two fringe players from a minor nation and little. 
Uh, I really like that Tim Davis. No, no I was going to go. Uh, I was going to go right, Sean. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? If if, if Alex Hales uh, plays really well, I think that is quite quite an interesting story. Yeah, it's a great redemption story. I, uh, I love a redemption story. Yeah, yeah. So Dom has just kicked us all out of his flat. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I would be mine. I, 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 I just really like him. He's, he, 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 he doesn't care. He, yeah, he is great to watch. Yeah, he's brilliant for cricket. But I love watching him most in tests because it's all the more outrageous that he doesn't care. <laughs> cool. And, and go on. Let's finally do rounds. Who are we? Um, who we think going to win it? Let's start with you, Freddie. This time, Pakistan. I think he's going Pakistan. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going Australia. They, 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 they love tournaments. Australia, annoying. Well, I'm going to be positive. I think we're going to win it. So I'm going to say England. As I said, if I was a betting man, I put money in Pakistan. I think the odds are kinder. But as a because who I actually think will win it, put a gun to my head. I would say England. Um, cricket's coming home, <laughs> and um, well, well, we'll see how the tournament unfolds over the over the coming weeks. But look, thank you for hosting us today, Dom. Um, Freddie, thanks for coming on. We're back. Hit for six unfiltered, uh, and we'll be. It's not going to be every week at a certain time, is it? But it's definitely going to be at least every fortnight as a minimum over the coming week. We've got a date booked in for a couple of weeks' time. So yeah, we'll we be mid-tournament by that point. Um, that's on the that's provided we don't get rush tickets to watch Grease the Musical starring Peter Andre and Jason Donovan. If the price is more than £30 for tickets, we'll be doing a podcast instead. <laughs> uh, if you hear from us in a couple of weeks, we haven't seen Grease the Musical. If uh, if you do, well, um, we'll let you know. But yeah, have a good one and catch you soon. Cheers, guys.